Hello and welcome along to episode 16 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigos Mars and PJ. Unfortunately our amiga Kylie can't make it tonight. Normally she's basically putting a bottle of red to bed but tonight she actually she's a bit unwell so um, do pass on your uh, sympathy to her on um, on Twitter tomorrow when you hear this podcast. Welcome to the show boys. Welcome. How we doing? How we doing? How are we doing is a very good question, Mars, because we don't really know how we're doing because this game week is still, as everyone knows, ongoing. Um, at the moment, it is um, 2-1 to Manchester United over Fulham. Um, so um, we do have one happy Manchester United fan in the background. But Top of the league, baby. Top of the league. But the game week is yeah, it's still on the go. And it's to be honest with you, it's been a little bit, for me anyway, a little bit under underwhelming. But um, as always, we do kind of give a brief review of the game week that was. So um, in this case, Mersey, you're still, you're on top spot at the moment um, on 82 minus four with that triple Villa to go, of course, um, and Liverpool. And Liverpool, more. And Mo, of and course, yeah, as well. Um, but um, how has the double game week been for you? A little bit frustrating. Frustrating, mm. frustrating. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a story of what could have been. Honestly, De Bruyne, like, of course, I tripled captain De Bruyne. There's no, and I'm happy with the with 24 points. I, you know, but it's a it's a it's a failure. I obviously wanted more. I mean, the fact that Bruno and Mo tomorrow could finish with higher points as the other premiums when he's potentially outplayed them both it's just it's, it's the game isn't it he, he's he was really unlucky actually i mean played 70 point uh, 70 minutes in the first game mm. and we thought okay brilliant gets a rest plays against villa absolutely fantastic against villa the passing or you know him to cancelo cancelo hits the post him to fold etc etc and then he comes off at 59 minutes mm. this is the joke one more minute and it's six more points and you know what every point every point makes a difference but you know Eight eighty-two minus the four is not—it's not too bad. That's without Antonio, without Stones. I see—I've seen a lot of good scores, so brilliant yeah. to them. I'm hoping my Villa boys come in. Yeah, because they're, like, they're very differentials. When we do look at the like the average score and stuff, isn't and even in the top ten k, it's not like astronomical. We're seeing a lot of like a hun- over 50. over the hundreds already with with multiple players to go. Um, but it's um, yeah no look uh, I think it's really a matter of just kind of uh, keeping pace a little bit and when we do get the captaincy choice wrong it does tend to hurt us I I'm surprised you're kind of happy with that triple captain score because I I'm not be, happy yeah no you're I'm you're relatively you're I'm relatively with... happy though yeah because look you're trying you're trying to be positive Marzi I appreciate I'm, it. I, I am trying to be positive I'm really pissed off deep down to be honest that's, that's, but, <laughs> it should have been a that's lot it. more. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, the, I said quickly to touch on it. The reason I decided to triple captain is because I kind of anticipated there would be a spread. You know, people, casuals would have stuck with Salah or Kane or Son because they wouldn't change their their, their 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 captains. United boys would go with Bruno because because of the pride or whatever. Um, uh, you have lots lots of people who would go also uh, Salah, and then I thought there's the KDB boys, and I thought okay, you know KDB got two home games against City. A triple captain with this nice spread, brilliant, fantastic. Let's go for it. And then, actually, when the percentages came out, it was 22%. That's it, Captain KDB. 22%. So, and and the rest was 20%, 22. So, such a chance to go above people. Still gain 16 points on people who didn't who didn't captain him, depending on who their captain is, etc. But whatever, whichever angle I look at it, it's underwhelming considering what could have been. That is, of course, yeah, with the, with the, with the two fixtures, um, Man City and, you know, and a couple of wins, you would think that he would have gotten on the score sheet. 
Um, I'm next in line this week, 77 minus 8 so far. Um, took a hit, uh, Bruno and Bruno and Kane took a risky one. Bruno and Kane out for Mo and flipping Timo Bloody Werner. I don't, uh, don't ask me really about it because I, it's one of these examples of where you use the budget you have. Um, I should just have gone Antonio in when I was doing that move. Um, I wanted to get Mo in um, for the double. I wanted to have him, especially even next week. I wouldn't. I don't want to have Kane and Son against Liverpool. Um, so I let my Liverpool heart lead me a little bit there. But yeah, it, it's a little bit of an underwhelming one. Bench boost. Um, bench boost isn't going to do anything for me unless Andy Carroll does something absolutely shocking tomorrow rather than just come off the bench for a point. Um so, yeah, an underwhelming one, but look, we move on and hopefully Villa will do something for us in the last game of the game week and Mo will do something tomorrow as well. Um, PJ, um, you're on 67 minus 8 at the moment. Uh, underwhelming, a bit disappointed, but um, what's your takeaway so far from the double game week? Yeah, thanks, Don. Um, I was actually just going to, before I dive into my car crash, I was going to make a, a comment about what you were saying about spending the budget because I think it's one of those really interesting um very rarely mentioned points about FPL where we really want one player. So in your example, obviously Salah, and then we we look at what we've got left and we think, oh, 9.5 million or whatever it might be in your case. We think, okay, who's the best player I can get with that? And we instantly think, oh, yeah, Werner, Martial, rather than looking necessarily at the fixture and the form. But it's actually a very hard thing to do. Um, uh, Famous goat, Lucy Heine, is absolutely fantastic at this as we get to the latter stages in the season where she'll regularly leave millions on her bench because she doesn't feel the need to, you know, spend right up into her budget because, you know, we'll be looking at targeting the players who are who are actually informed with fixtures. So, yeah, just wanted to make that point that, yeah, you've unfortunately been undone there by a very classic kind of FBL mistake of wanting to spend all your budget. But anyway, I'm not going to mock you because my team is, is far worse than yours. I'm uh, just still in the late 50s once you take my hit out of the equation. In a strange scenario where my back four have kept five clean sheets and somehow don't have as many points as John Stones between them, um, which is uh, just extraordinarily odd. But there you go. Um, aside from them, the defence have done a great job. But other than that, I had a fluky chest goal from Jared Bowen, which uh, momentarily piqued me. But the rest of my attackers have all blanked. Vardy, an absolute horror show up front, given him and Foden was my kind of big decision uh, on the pod last week between Sterling and Madison. And that has been a, you know, a near 30 point swing um, on, on that decision making. So disappointed. But however, I didn't have KDB. So Mars's woe is slight joy for, for my team's point of view. Uh, and I do have Salah and Trent and Robertson to all play tomorrow. So there is chance. Well, hopefully you'll Salah smash it, PJ. Hopefully you're going to smash it. So and... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, you're going to give us the standings update in our three amigos classic league. Yes, once again we have a uh, standings update coming live mid game week, but we've had a, some fantastic efforts uh, this week. Several centuries littering the uh, the top spots, and that has mean. But, um, uh, you know, the Hotspurs and Roger Booth has dropped out of the top 10, let alone the top five. So currently we have a couple of new entries here. Um, Ex Umbra Ad Lucium, which uh, I believe uh, translates to uh, Out of the Darkness into the Light. But my Latin scholar Morpheus Fire may correct me on that. And then above him, show us your clop, Matthew Osborne. Uh, the sidings, Christopher Chauvin with a whopping 113 points so far. Uh, Uber non goals. Bobby Asimar, 
And once again, back to top spot, up the ox, Ben Wyatt. Nice one. Great stuff. Thanks a million for that, PJ. Um, Mersey, do you feel like um, kind of releasing any of your angst this week, or do you want to just leave your rant of the week? Um, for I something? always do. You're fe- are you feeling? Ca- you're, oh, you're, oh, I thought you were feeling calm and um, tranquil and stuff. No, no, no. No, well, I am calm, but I, I need to to have a word with with people. Okay, let's go. <laughs> it's a double game week that goes over ten days. Bitching about your scores being not big enough as your mates on Twitter when half your team hasn't played is just silly. I know it hurts, but just wait. And then your players will come in and then you can complain at the end of the game week. But it's and and on, on the other side. It's literally sometimes a fifty fifty. We just said about it. Because you had more money you went for Werner. I had more money I went for Diaz. If I couldn't afford Diaz, I probably would have gone stones. But some people just got stones because they couldn't afford Diaz. They got lucky. This is the game. It's luck and it's skill. But you, you you decided to go for a City defender because you know they're going to keep clean sheets. Anything else was a bonus. There's always a defender that smashes it. And this time it happened to be Stones. Good. Fantastic for the players that own him. But don't kick yourself about something that is out, it's, it's out of your control. You made the decision based on your budget, based on the players. Stones was the risk. Maybe he's not anymore. I don't, but no, nobody can tell me that they decided that knew that Stones was going to score two goals in a game after not scoring for three years. So uh, that, that's what... Uh, so take... You know, like, yes, of course, it's a game and we are emotional. We invested in it and we're going to get angry. We're going to get excited. I don't get it. You know what? I, I've seen a lot of people. I don't, to be honest, I don't share my scores. Mid, I don't celebrate anything mid-game week or go mental or, or go upset. It, it was fine. It got better. I will wait until su- Sunday and then I will, sell it, I will share my score and I'll be happy with, that, with what I get. And hopefully I will also get over the 100. If I don't, well, it's an opportunity missed, but we still, you know, we still have a lot of uh, another 19 game weeks to go. Mars that. Are, uh, are you suggesting, Mars, just just quickly to to, to to counter that, that sacking my manager mid game week was was a mistake? My whole rant was about you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks. Good I was here. Here's the thing. In the city game, I was like thinking, oh god, if if Ford then comes off. And he does not match KDB. He's gonna have a hiss of it. Obviously, I wasn't. I'm just li- I'm just lying now. But you know, no. Yes, of course. I feel sorry for Kraken. He does not deserve that. If imagine it's rubbish, tomorrow, it. It's not Salah, cap- Salah, cap- Salah captain, Robo and Trent. Easy. Imagine an assist from each, plus a clean sheet or a goal of one of them, and a goal for more. Mersey, the cl- you- Mersey, the club doesn't owe Kraken anything. They've given him opportunity. They've given him budget. He just hasn't no, returned. No, justice for cats. And it's I a think session of failures. Mm, yeah, you know, he's <laughs> one million. That's I think he's lost the dressing room. That's the main thing. He's doing a better job than Frank Lampard. He is. Oh well, yeah, true. Mm, he is. <laughs> um, folks, let's move on to our T3A roundtable. So it's just the three boys here tonight. So um, we're going to have a bit of a chat about the things that the FPL community are talking about. Um, I know that Marzi, you're going to come down to you in a minute, and we're going to talk about the big at the back because, as we mentioned, there is a lot of clean sheets and a lot of defensive points um, racking up with assists and so on in this double game week. But in recent times too, it seems to be a bit of a trend going that way. But first of all, PJ, we want to look at um, a lot of people are either having a great game week or they're having a poor game week. 
But we want to kind of look at the players to target or avoid for the next four or five game weeks that might give people a little bit of a bump in the standings too. Is there is there some trends that you see maybe happening in terms of the fixture list um, that people can try to get out ahead of? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, looking at the uh, the teams that um, are, are at the top of the, t- the ticker right now, um, Crystal Palace, uh, Aston Villa being two of those. Um, Villa, we know, are going to have um, multiple multiple doubles uh, on the horizon. Um, so they're certainly a team who are playing well. They played well even in defeat today, um, who I would certainly look to target. Obviously, Mars already has triple, but a lot of us would have sold our Villa assets prior to this game week. I certainly think they're worth getting back in. Um, Crystal Palace, really good uh, kind of defensive team. Mitchell, uh, I think there's probably a question about him later. You know, he's back. They, You know, they've been brilliant defensively. I've been saying this all season with Mitchell. It was just one of those bizarre things. They were absolutely fantastic, um, you know, at the back when they had him. And then they dropped him for PVA and they were absolutely toilet again. Very strange. Uh, Man United have a really good run of fixtures. Everton, a team who've almost been completely forgotten about of late. Uh, and also um, kind of Chelsea, worth keeping your eye on as well, if we can ever predict what Chelsea team are going to turn up any given week. But the teams at the bottom are um, a, quite an easy choice, with the exception of one. So if you look at the teams at the bottom of the ticker uh, for the fixtures for the next five game weeks, they are West Brom, avoid, Burnley, avoid, Wolves, avoid, Sheffield United, avoid. And then the two at the very bottom are Spurs, or obviously questions there because there's a lot of people who still own Son and Kane. Um, and right at the bottom of the fixture texture, uh, of a fixture texture, what was that? Fixed ticket. It's not. Easy. It's not actually that easy. We should try and get Frank to to say that. See how he gets on. But anyway, um, is is Liverpool, um, who um, I'm sure we're going to cover cover off in great detail, but not in a great deal of form, particularly up front. Um, you know, they have Tottenham, West Ham, and Leicester all away in the next five, with Manchester City at home as well. So that is a tough run for Liverpool. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, any players that you guys are looking to kind of bring in based on that or, you know, is it the time to sell, you know, uh, you know, if you're looking at a team who's got maybe five Tottenham and Liverpool players, you know, I'd, I'd be concerned. Or do we just ride it out? Yeah, it's interesting. So I think when 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 we are now thinking about our moves moving forward, there's a couple of things that you need to take into account. One, there's a lot of blanks that need to slot in somewhere. And I was looking at Ben's, uh, Ben Krellin's uh, timeline because, you know, he can, he can guess those things and he's pretty much about 90 to 95% accurate sometimes. And Villa should be getting a double game week, for example, I think 22 or 23 or something like that. Either Villa or the Spurs uh, Southampton game or something like that. <clears throat> or the Leeds Southampton, sorry. Leeds Southampton and the Villa. So you need to watch out, obviously. Watch out for announcements. Um, uh, plan you like you said. Villa have a good fixture fix ticker. They're easy to players are easy to get in. Martinez is probably one of the best keepers around. Uh, Grealish is easy to get to. I know people have their their issues with Watkins, but again, he's he's a good option there. Um, and then the other thing that you need to think about is the double game week that's coming up, which is 26. It's only six game weeks away. That's 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 um, six free transfers. That's not a lot if you don't have if you've used your wild card if you're not planning to free hit um, and uh, and start thinking about you know after after this weekend we will know which which teams are out of the FA Cup which teams are going to be uh, blanking uh, soon as well uh, in 26 and then in sorry blanking in 29 so which means they might have a double in 26 
we will know everything by game week 24. So you have a chance to, if you still have a wild card, of two weeks to kind of plan your wild card if you like. So just watch out for those things because I think they will determine what you do. The other thing that actually brought, uh, made, started for me to think about is people who've used their free hit. If you look at the teams that potentially could be playing in game week 29, it's absolutely scary for those who don't have a free hit. We're talking like, yeah, Palace, okay, but no disrespect, but I don't want three Palace in my team and three uh, Everton and three maybe Newcastle or something like that. But if you look at the teams, luckily, hopefully one of them will be Liverpool or United, potentially. But keep an eye out on that as well, because when you build your, when you make new transfers now, <clears throat> you need to think about 26 and 29, I think, to, to try and balance it out or decide wherever you're not using your free hit or if you don't have it, where you're going to take the hits. And most likely it could be 29 because by the looks of things, 29 will have quite a few blanks and none of the big teams. So the players might not be the ones that deliver all the time. So just something to watch out. Don, what do you think? Um, well, no, I, I agree with all that, Marzi. It's, um, I, one thing that I'm actually thinking this season is it, in a way, letting the, letting the fixtures kind of come to you a little bit more is kind of the way I have been getting a little bit more green arrows. Now, going from four million, green arrows are a lot easier than when you're at a million and trying to basically eke up the, the ladder at that point. But what I found is that looking too far ahead with all the fixture chaos, with all the rescheduling and all that kind of thing, sometimes just sticking with kind of foreign players, I, one thing I wanted to try to avoid doing um, was basically trying to move, look, be try to be too clever and moving on and off players based on fixtures too much. Now you can do it with one or two players that like, like say you want to prioritize having um, Bruno for those Man United fixtures instead of Mo, say, or you want to have, um, but like the likes of, you know, you mentioned there Spurs, PJ, um, and like Kane and Son, like this week I moved Kane out again. He scores. It's only a goal, but he gets like three bonus. It's no matter what game it is, the two of them are likely to score in. And one thing it is, it's very, it's very hard to predict the likes of, you know, Gundogan for Man City or Stones who are going to nail it like in a double game week. Um, it, it, one thing I'm trying to do is maybe not move so much in terms of looking at the fixtures and avoiding like moving away from Spurs even for their fixture run. Or if Mo scores, hopefully tomorrow night moving away from Mo based on their fixtures, especially in the case of Kane. Because um, one thing I'm looking at, and as we mentioned earlier on with my Werner move, there is very little, slim, very slim pickings in the forward position. Like other than the budget, well, I was finding when I was going from Kane, basically you were all the way down to Antonio or something like that. Like Vardy was tempting, but it's it, there's very, very slim pickings um, at the forward position. So I'm not really going to move a massive amount there. Um, but as you did say, there is a bit of a fixture swing and it is an opportunity, obviously, for people to make up some ground. Um, what do you think on kind of Kane and Son? Do you think like, is it likely that you'll kind of be targeting having the two of them? Or if you did have the two of them, would you be selling one? I think for me, it's one of them and, and probably stick with them would, would, would be my advice. I think Spurs is, it's not just that Spurs' fixtures aren't particularly good. Um, you know, they, they don't have, uh, you know, they just don't score enough goals. Uh, you know, they're not going to beat teams kind of four, five, six nil in a way that uh, some of those other attacking teams kind of have the capacity to do so. We know if, if they take an early lead, Jose's kind of quite happy you know, with that. So, yeah, you're right that obviously Kane and, Kane and Son score or assist almost all of their goals uh, via some combination. But 
But I don't think, you know, I think I think that that kind of son four goals and that that Kane hat trick earlier in the season are are anomalies. I think these are just players who will tick along. I think own one, just keep one. Um, I, I'm not particularly tempted to captain. Maybe they, they play West Brom at home in four 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 weeks time. They have an awful run before that, and and that's a potential opportunity. Um, I think that's actually the same game week when Manchester City play Liverpool. So that's uh, game week 23. Uh, so that's so that's a you know one I would say yeah captain your you know your son or Kane for but but generally speaking yeah I kind of agree with you but I think look at a form probably keep with the kind of same three or four kind of premium players that you have and kind of trust that they will average out over the over the course of the next few weeks and then kind of play around with your other transfers with a view on on what's likely to kind of come. Um, but I think the thing with me is I'm very reticent to do this because I have just, just not to bring this up again, but um, particularly with my Amiga not here, but I have been burnt really quite badly by obviously planning a long-term strategy around uh, a double game week, which was then completely moved. Uh, and whilst Ben is um, very accurate at predicting these things, he can't predict COVID um, and he can't predict, um, you know, some of the fixture rearrangements that have happened very much off the cuff this season. So I'm still yeah. going to play just the game weeks in front of me over the next kind of three or four weeks and then and then kind of see what happens here. Um, and just just one Definitely, final point yeah. on this. Uh, what's, what's interesting is that... Um, this next big phase of the game week of the season is coming very, very early. So regardless of what chips you've got left, the, the common consensus amongst the Twitter community is to use them in this kind of 26 to 29 period. You know, your wild card, your free hit, maybe your bench boost and your triple captain, whatever it might be. But after that, we've still got nine game weeks left of the season, which is much longer than in previous years where we've saved all our chips to game week 34 and 37. So that's quite interesting as well. We've actually got quite a long stretch after this really kind of clustered period that's going to come up where most people will have pretty much used maybe all but one of their chips. Some people might have a triple captain saved, but that's probably it. So I think that's going to be interesting as well. A kind of home straight, which actually is going to be free from kind of chip usage. Yeah, um, yeah, it is, it is interesting, and we'll see what happens at the, near the end. But uh, by the way, I agree with both of you. I think when, when I said, like, watch out, is think about it, but definitely I don't see the point now in, in long-term planning. We've seen things change literally with, with, within a day or two. So definitely leave things to the last minute. But just what done on what you said as well, I think I made it clear that at one stage I was going to go with a five-strong midfield and I wasn't moving around and no hokey-cokey, and that helped me move up. A big time. It's just this game week that I got rid of Son uh, to get two double game weekers just to, to, to add more because I, was, I wasn't bench boosting. Um, so I, I have right now, I have no plans on moving uh, Salah. Obviously, unless if KDB's ankle is bad or whatever. Uh, I, I just think those premium players, will, will come, premium players will come back. Their form will come back at one stage. And just jumping between them, I never see the benefit personally. Might want to get back one of the Spurs boys. Not sure, but uh, just whilst we're on this topic, and I want to see what you guys think as well. Sophie was asking uh, because we're talking about players to avoid or target. How do you, Sophie, at uh, Apple and uh, Apple's Apple juice. and Juice? Yes, it's not Apple Juice; it's Orange Juice, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you feel about Captain Salah in these unprecedented times? So, thinking about Salah and keeping him, etc. Would you would you continue to captain Salah at the moment with his form? No. The fact that going. Uh, Tough fixtures? 
No. Sophie, I would captain Salah seven days. <laughs> so don't. <laughs> the, the, no, dude, like De Bruyne looks like De Bruyne and Bruno both look. I'd prefer either of them at the moment with their fixtures and with their form. But then I hope to God Salah just smashes it out of the park tomorrow. Yeah. And then we can uh, we can forget all about our uh, our negativity. Yeah, and just just to, to to continue with that, just quickly focusing a little bit on Liverpool. My little bully, Thomas at my little bully, he asks. He basically says our second Sophie's question. Uh, honestly, just Liverpool assets in general with their form and upcoming fixtures. So we touch on the fixtures. Don, you just touched on uh, a little bit on the form. What, what's the consequence? What's the consensus, guys? Because I think it's interesting, right? Because we obviously. Monkey knows. I always say, well, we've got enough injuries. We're doing well where we are. But we seem to be keeping clean sheets, but now struggling to, to score. And I do believe it's the balance of the team. I think we're trying to compensate for losing our two centre-backs by putting people that should be in the middle at centre-back. And it definitely has disturbed our game, slowed us down a little bit. But there's no hiding behind it. The front three, as I've said on Twitter, it's my favourite new sentence. There's too much foreplay, no penetration. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what do you do with Liverpool, with, with, Liverpool <laughs> with the Liverpool players? If somebody has three Liverpool players right like now, yeah. like, like, you, like, like PJ, Bucky, for example, yeah, double defence and Salah, would you would you continue or would you think about moving? Sure, PJ, so much, yeah. So what do, much what much do you think, PJ? What are you going to do? <laughs> well, um, I mean, for now, I'm probably going to I'm just going to leave it because yeah, I mean, Trent is the one to probably go. He's you know, I, I don't want to get rid of Salah. I just hate watching football matches involving Liverpool without Salah. Um, Robertson is, has been your best player, so he's, he's going nowhere. Um, so it would be Trent who would obviously be downgraded to, you know, somebody so that I could uh, I could upgrade elsewhere. But it, it's a difficult one with Liverpool because obviously I think the, the last thing anyone expected once you saw this injuries was for them to suddenly start keeping clean sheets, but to just kind of give up the ghost at the other end. And well, when teams come to Anfield and sit back... PJ, you, you, need, know, you need Henderson this, back in the middle for a start. When, when teams Henderson, come back Henderson to Anfield, when, when teams come to Anfield and sit back respecting the champions, yeah. right, and celebrate a point. If they're league leaders, yeah. we, we have to deal with you've got, it. You got to deal with that, Mars. All, all champions, all top teams have to deal with <laughs> people coming to set up shop. It's like you know, for God's sake, Firmino had enough chances against us oh, against the last match. He's in. Oh, Robert, we've had enough chances. Say, I'm, I'm really only putting legs now. We've who had enough chances. Who you've really missed? And I can't believe I'm saying this, but who you've really, really missed is Diego fucking Jota. Because he yes. gave you a different Don. dynamic in the final. Yeah. Bobby Firmino is on borrowed time at Liverpool. That's I've been a sore subject. Years. That's a sore subject here because as Firmino much as I love like... Klopp, as much as I love Klopp, he did not need to play him in that game. Now he no. could have been injured yeah, in any no, other no. game, but he did not need to play him in that game. And that, and I love Klopp, but nobody is, uh, you know, uh, saved from criticism sometimes. You just have to say it as it is. Um, yeah. The yeah no Liverpool as, as Marzi you mentioned like the defense but it is Henderson is a big miss in the midfield Fabinho is a big as much as Fabinho looks like an absolute world class centre half he's a brilliant brilliant midfielder as well and it's it really is missing but I one thing it's uh, as I did mention in the commentary it is the speed of the crosses coming in normally Trent used to just whip the balls in David Beckham style 
from deep from like you wouldn't have to try to beat a man and the ball would be through behind the defense and the guys were getting loads of chances we've never been the most prolific of finishers so the missing loads of chances is not something unusual but it it is it is a concern i have salah but i wouldn't be looking to get any other liverpool players in for now i mean their fixtures burnley will be tough this double game Mm. week um spurs will be tough west ham aren't any mugs defensively then you have Brighton, which is a nice fixture, and then we've Man City and we have Leicester. I mean, that's a bit of a hoor of a fixture run. So it's kind um, of the fixture run I want, actually. We normally we normally deliver in yeah, those ones. Well, normally, you know? yeah. Even we though we, did, we didn't against Man United, in fairness, though, but we were, but you know, we we weren't bad. But look, I think I think uh, Mars, we could go on for a long, long time, oh, a long God, podcast yeah. about yes, the number absolutely. of transfers we should like be, you know, <laughs> looking for a centre half. But yeah, look, yeah. Um, the I think the bottom line for FPL managers, I we we're kind of saying um, PJ's kind of saying he's not majorly looking to sell them because he owns them, but I wouldn't be looking to buy them if I didn't own them. Is the way I would be looking at it. Just remind you both that um, Manchester United are are top of the league again after oh. that victory over Fulham, um, and I'm sure that that pleases both of you. I just wanted to share that good news with you. It does, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll yeah. probably be more interested if it's after week 35 or. So on, as opposed to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, but look, fair play though, PJ. It's been a long time coming, <laughs> and um, I'm happy. And once you're happy, we're happy. Um, the will we kick on with our next one, Marzi? I know you're a big fan of big at the back. Um, <laughs> I've seen your phone, so um, tell <laughs> tell the listeners um, what's your, what's your thinking on this? Like they, they, there really does seem to be a lot of value with Man City in particular, like the uh, uh, stones. They seem to just be take, keeping clean sheets pretty much every single game. Um, and, you know, and, and other players, even West Ham players, um, keeping, keeping clean sheets. But um, what's your thinking on Big at the Back? Are you yeah, looking to really I reinvest? So, I, w- I was thinking about this topic and uh, then Dave uh, C- CZ, at Dave CZ FPL also asked in the question. So for those of us with some spare cash, is it time to go Big at the Back, Pool and City, maybe Chelsea or go double premium in attack? I mean, look, it's it's ridiculous, right? Justin double clean sheet for what uh, he got like fourteen points in the two game weeks. Mm. So Leicester keeping clean sheets, Chelsea uh, kept one at least anyway. Uh, City have got some fantastic fixtures coming up, and you've got Cancelo, Diaz, and Stones. I would say definitely Stones is affordable. The others with 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 the cash floating around, you should be able to afford at least one of them. So uh, to answer the question, is big at the back back? I think so. I think so. I think you can, you can not right now have two, two or three premium defenders with the premium midfielders and a strong enough forward line because with people like Antonio, Bamford, uh, Watkins with the double game weeks coming up, um, I think you have you don't he, he you, won't you, get he won't he will not get off this Watkins wagon and he uh, <laughs> he just he, he keeps on he keeps on throwing him in there. It's like a kid bringing his kid his uh, or a dad bringing his I kid up Watkins to training. To score. So you don't have to go up to Kane, Werner or Vardy because or Martial. These guys, I would say, the medium. You don't have to go to Martial. But yeah. No, the medium, the medium price, or even to, I wouldn't even say medium. They are they are basement because you're not going to go four point five. Let's be honest. So the lowest. Decorator Reed. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bamford. Um, Shay Adams. Uh, Watkins. Shay Adams. Thank <laughs> you. So I'm trying to remember. Uh, trying to remember all the options. All mm. of these guys are scoring regularly and 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 cheap. 
So it allows you to have a strong back. It allows you to have strong midfield. So I think, yes, I think what's the reason for that is this. I think as we move through the season, fitness is going to start telling. Right. And the big teams are going to start winning to nils like we're seeing now. Yeah. So you see some of the games now, people are starting to 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 put put the screw in. They're going to it's going to get even tougher and tougher. And I think we'll, we'll see more people. Two things. Fitness will start telling. Also, because fitness start telling, maybe it will see less attacking games. And people like Spurs, like City have been doing is right. We go one or two up, sit back, defend. Mm. No need to go smash teams up. So I think instead of so for right for example right now with City's fixtures I would suggest double City defense uh, plus uh, a KDB for example rather than pre- more premiums in midfield or attack because two things the fixtures are good and they're keeping clean sheets you have no idea who's going to play along KDB and now if he's injured you don't know if Sterling going to play every game Foden Mares Gundogan um, all of these guys you know Silva mm. now started scoring so I, I just think. We, at the latter stage of the game, of the season, sometimes you start to get tighter. And I just think with COVID and everything, we'll start seeing the fitness coming into it. And I just think the bigger teams will start turning the screw in and maybe we'll start seeing more wins to nil. So mm. premiums and, sorry, last point, Don, I know yeah. you're dying to come in. A lot of the premiums at the back, a lot of the players at the back, wingers or centre-backs are also scoring. So they, they're scoring defenders. They're not just your defenders that are going to get you six points. Through that and assisting and so on. But no, what I was actually going to come in, Mares, was um, first first of all, I just wanted to say, like, I don't know where you're going with your dirty comments, putting the screw in tonight. Like, your your, <laughs> your mind is indefinitely in a filthy place. Um, but the, no, one thing I wanted to say was, you know, the, the thing with big at the back, though, I always envision, like, a Robbo, Trent, uh, city, city, mid, city defender, and, uh, say, Chilwell or something like, you know, like, where you're putting massive amounts of your budget in. One thing that possibly is kind of um, um, leaving itself there as an option for us is maybe to change in our formation. It's where you're actually focusing on having, on planning on playing between four or five defenders in each game, which does free up based on the price. You might have a Chilwell and have like a Man City defender or, you know, Chil or Cresswell or Kufal or whatever that, but players yeah. you're planning on playing Kufal, week yeah. in, week out, as opposed to them being your bench options, which does free up then a bit of a budget for those midfielders and forwards that you do play. Um, because currently at the moment, I would love more of the big at the back is where I'm putting a lot of my budget in. And I would only really be looking at that. If if Zuma and if Chelsea were better and if, say, uh, Regulon from Spurs was doing more or, you know, or the Liverpool boys were doing more, then I'd be more kind of keen on putting a lot more money in. But at mm-hmm. the moment, I, it is definitely an option is to is to where I am planning on playing those those defenders in more games, which means that I can reduce down my forwards maybe to like the the budget budget ones that I'm planning on leaving yeah. on my bench. It's interesting. I never liked playing five at the back, but you look at some of the teams this double game week who had five at the back, and it, they're flying with points because mm. they went West Ham, City, uh, maybe Leicester, maybe Chelsea, mm. or Liverpool. Fantastic, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, I, and I agree with you, you could, because also you can bench a. Sometimes we don't like to bench an expensive player, but you can bench a Dallas or a Sufau in one of the games. To play a four-four-two instead of five-three-two. To throw an Anguiza on there or something like that, yeah. If yeah. you have him on your bench, but um, PJ, what do you think? What do you reckon, PJ? Yeah, yeah, I I agree with Don's point uh, entirely in terms of uh, I think a shift of formation. I think looking at just looking at my own team for next week, I'm, I'm you know I've got 
I've got Robertson, TAA, Cancelo, Soufal and Dallas. I'd happily play all five of them. Um, you know, will I be, it's a tough one, will I be brave enough to um, play play one of those ahead um, of the likes of Bowen, um, uh, Foden, you know, Rafina, you know, a kind of midfield trio who've, who've let me down uh, over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, obviously, they'll play ahead of Brewster, less said about him for better. He's even getting a game at Liverpool right now. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 if I was setting up a team right now, I'd be looking at 4-4-2 um, probably with, you know, or maybe even 4-5-1 uh, because of the kind of porosity of the kind of some of the forward lines. But, yeah, just some really well-performing You know, if you look at the defenders, if you look at the form defenders in terms of points per match, you know, you're looking at you're looking at Stones, you're looking at Chilwell, you're looking at Dawson, Cancelo, yeah, obviously all the city. You know, people like Ben Mee, Castigan, Aurier has been brilliant recently. Creswell, you know, none, who's none Castigan? Of these... Yeah, Castigan. Hang on now a minute. Are you trying to do? A, you're trying to do a Marzi impression here. Do you mean Castagna from Leicester? Yeah, it looks look like <laughs> Castigan. Castigan. Right there. <laughs> Oh God! Look, I I I think he's messing. I think he's messing around there. He maybe. must be. He must. He's trying yeah. to see if we're listening or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the lot of, there's a lot of value in, in defence. You know, Robertson. I think is the big premium one still, kind of worth holding for me because he's he's basically Liverpool's best defender and attacker mm. at the moment. Um, him plus definitely one of the City boys. But then after that, yeah, I think you could you could spread your cash kind of quite liberally there and yeah. It, it was actually one thing before we move on to listener questions was um, that that is actually one thing I toyed around as as you do sometimes when it's a long game week and you've got nothing really to do with your lineup. But it was I toying around with if I was playing, if I was going wild card and from now, you know, having gotten rid of my bench boost and I wanted just to wild card. Um, and one of the things I was toying around with was the idea of just having Kane up front, having just basically dredge forwards, um, you know, two two basically um, budget forwards on my bench and then basically um, and changing that formation and just playing one up top, um, which is an option. But then then when you look at the likes of Antonio, as we mentioned, Antonio or even Watkins, as Mara said, or the lovable Bamford, who um, who seems to be really high on the liveliness um, liveliness ratios, but um, but never seems to score when I own him. But yeah, look, it's uh, it's it's definitely one to be considering. I think the the big at the back switch. Um, Marcy, baby, do you want to run us through our listener questions? I know we got a load in. Yeah, we got we got we got quite a few in. Some uh, um, FBL related, some are not. I'm just gonna go through them as they came in, so we'll just switch, and that's that's the fun of it. Uh, our friend Adam P at three five who who suddenly now become a bit more vocal now Arsenal do it better I noticed uh, yeah. so it was good to see him happy. Given uh, always loads on on Twitter. Yeah, I exactly. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pepe uh, is not doing any better. What's the weirdest lie you've ever told at work? No reason for this question. PJ, as your employees listen to this, I would like to know. <laughs> The weirdest lie. It's just a strange question. I thought about this. I, I'm sure I've been, I've been told some really kind of strange lies, but I, I, I can't, I can't really think of. It. I, I mean, it's mostly, I suppose, it's, it's not really to my team. I'm very honest and open with my own team, as, as hopefully they agree. But um, obviously, I work in marketing, so occasionally I'm going to have to spin, <laughs> spin the truth to a certain extent with with a lot of my clients. But 
but, but recently that's just been kind of like reliant on meaningless buzzwords. Like I used to, but when, when clients, when we didn't get good performance for clients in a particular course or something, we just say, well, you know, seasonality, isn't it? And then that kind of transcended into, well, probably Brexit, you know, and now it's just like oh, COVID or all three. Um, but, you know, no, not in terms of like, yeah, a kind of big lie. I don't, I'm a very bad liar. This, this mm. is, you know, I can imagine you're a very bad liar. I'm a very, very bad liar. For someone who works in marketing, but I'm actually, my my um, uh, special skill, that sounds awful, My what stands me out from uh, a lot of other people in my industry is that I, I actually, you know, I'm someone who does very much kind of tell the truth. And I, I'll put my hands up and I'll be honest with people and say, no, look, you're not going to get this because of that. I'm, I'm very much a real... You're not a very good marketer, sorry. On that. Well, no, no, I am because I get people to kind of trust me. And also, Don, I'm like a chameleon, you know this. You see me on the community. I can get on with anybody you know absolutely anybody so mm. that skill just you know, you know it transfers helps. nicely to your job but no I, I can't I can't lie I, I, I can't lie at all I'm I, you know I'm just just a terrible lie my partner always says this about me it's like you know I can tell if you're lying instantly I just crack up straight away or just kind of you know have this ashen face where like yeah I've told a lie like I'm still like you know six year old and being mm. tough so, so no no that's a very long-winded way of saying no Adam next <laughs> well, I, 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 uh, I've, I've done it. If I sometimes I want to go meet with my mates earlier, and I'll say, oh, yeah, I'm picking up my parents from the airport, or so, oh, I'm picking someone up from the airport, but there's not nobody there. But you know, if I want just to, I can't use a doctor's uh, excuse or whatever. I'll just, you know, it's not a, really a big lie, but you know, that's what I've done that before. Hold on, are oh, you yeah. saying this to your wife, or are you saying it to your your boss? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about you, Don? Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a brutal liar like PJ is there, as he described. Um, you can literally see that I'm lying straight away. Um, like, lies have changed a lot now, obviously, with people with us working from home now. The lie is pretty much, oh, the internet went for like a half an hour this morning, which just meant that you slept in and you weren't <laughs> at your desk at the time. But yeah, the, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not really a big liar because I am, I'm just so bad at it that it's really obvious. <laughs> Yeah, you face the internet quite quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Oh, it does. I've, I've, just, I've just thought of one actually. One thing, one one of my very rare naughty moments at work was when um, I met a friend of uh, a guy I used to work with. He used to be my assistant, uh, and I hadn't spoken to him in years. And we met at lunch. This is about ten years ago now, and I met him. I met him at lunchtime, um, and he was in a really, he was in a really bad way. Um, uh, you know, he'd recently come out of a poor relationship, and um, you know. He was, he just, he, you know, when you see someone, it was, it was like a good point. Like he, I felt, felt like he really needed a friend. And we had like a really heart to heart kind of conversation for like 45 minutes. And then I was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to go back to work. And he was like, you know, oh, yeah, it's a shame. You know, I've got to drive back and court. And, and anyway, so I basically said, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay with you. Let's, let's, uh, let, let, let's have a chat and, uh, let's, let's have a few beers. Um, and it was, one of the most amazing as all great nights are spontaneous kind of afternoon and evenings of my life i phoned up work told them a total load of bollocks i was just feeling like you know i had sickness and diarrhea at lunch yeah and I, I got absolutely hammered with this old mate of mine ended up in a ended up in a uh adult no um ended C- up in a, a club. seed a seedy club a club <laughs> you know, club gone. Um, until about 2 a.m. and it was just yeah it was just 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 fantastic so that was it and I felt I still I felt still felt I felt so guilty about that for like 
weeks on end when like work were like oh you know because i had really big meetings that i like just didn't it was like you know, <laughs> are you okay you know you had to kind of go home i think i didn't i don't think i i can't think why i felt guilty about it so i wouldn't have used sickness and diarrhea i think i must have made up some terrible excuse it was years ago now so like like my mum's died or something it must have been <laughs> Um, oh, because the people I worked for at the time are bastards and they never let anyone go home ever it was, uh, so yeah but anyway that was, that, was a, that was a great night that started making me think about Brilliant. Right, let's, let's move on Crate Digger at FBL Crate Digger our friend uh, Crate Digger if Britain freezes and Manchester floods will KDB's ankle still be okay this is a very sore topic so no it won't be we, we figured that out I, I, think, I think he'll play but he'll go off after 5.59 minutes <laughs> Uh, Lonesome Pundit uh, at Lonesome Pundit will the board of Hindu Monkey FC ever consider the hasty decision to start cracking mid-game week deserves at least till February Kylie also came in and said I can't believe he's been sacked it's outrageous Um, I think the media are not happy Uh, I think Kraken deserves a chance he does he's had what do you mean deserves a chance he's been manager for a year Uh, he he steadied the ship after a difficult period initially uh, and then he's 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 been up and down like a yo-yo um he, he's, 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 ultimately, he's been sacked for his decisions in the transfer market. He's he's not bad with the not bad with the armband. Um, he, he's not bad at uh, showing loyalty to those uh, that are doing it, playing the long game. But he has consistently made reckless and ill-judged transfers that have weakened his team, and that has ultimately cost him his job. So he goes now. There will be no cat. In he's, charge, not bad, he's not bad with the armband. I want his charge job. Of he captained Barkley and Lacazette. Personally, I think that Kraken has been undermined by his owner's comments in the media. His yeah. owner will not stay out of the media, and Too that's much. what I think is the problem. Wants the, wants the attention. Yeah, wants the attention. You know? Well, you know, we'll see what happens. But for now, I guarantee that, you know, start of the next game week, Kraken will not be in charge. There will be a new manager at the helm, and that will be unveiled in due course. All right, well, Farron Callen, uh, Collins at uh, Collins uh, underscore Farron. Is Mitchell a thing again? You touched on it, um, Monkey. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Pile in. Great, Great enabler, thing. yeah. 3.9, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, at FBO Pingreen wants to know why are you still uh, muting him? Is, uh, is, is, uh, which, which, which Pingreen? Is this the original Pingreen explaining Pingreen? Oh, good God, I don't know. I'm not going French to that. Pingreen. You didn't really mute him. You told him that you did it at work. Yeah, we move on. We move on. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we move on from that. And then um, next question. Ah, oh, finally, uh, an actual FBL question. Uh, FBL Dave, at FBL underscore Dave, I was Scottish friend. A lot of folks free hit start for game week eight, um, start for game week 18 was interrupted by COVID problems. So my question is, how can we give ourselves the best chance of surviving postponements in the future? I know we touched on it. So just quickly, I think what we said is play it game week by game week, wait till the last minute. Anything else, guys? Anything else that you suggest? Maybe not tripling up, doubling up too many on too many teams? I've tried to do this season is to just have a limit of two two players per team at the most. Um now with the double game week, I obviously had the three city. Um the but but it's but basically because I brought in KDB, but essentially that's what I've tried to do. And even even if it's a thing that you have to and you're making a decision between is maybe to go for a player from a different team if you're if they're relatively sim- similar in your kind of ratings and price and so on, um, that's what I've kind of tried to do this this year is um, is avoid triple ups. Okay, 
PJ? Yeah, no, I think I think nothing to add really. I think yeah. just you just we've just got to be um, flexible. Uh, don't be flexible, too patient. Back. Yeah, flexible, patient. I think uh, I agree with those. Um, and um, maybe like you know the obvious ones: captain and vice captain from different games in case one game get and different teams in case one team is you know uh, has has any issues, things like that. And just wait last minute. You have to forget about price changes because we don't. Things are changing day by day. Sometimes within hours. There is a beautiful irony, Marzi. I think for um, for people who are flabbergasted that the game week, which the double game week, which was um, created because of COVID fixture chaos, um, then got disrupted by COVID fixture chaos, <laughs> and they're shocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Who's the Basoli? At FBL uh, underscore Latex underscore, how many times will Kraken get fired and hired this season? I think that's it, right? No more. Kraken is he's, no more. He's not he's coming gone. back. Yeah. Oh, well, well, he's not been, he's not been killed, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want the RSPCA coming in. Yeah. Uh, FBL Magpie at Nordic Magpie. How many penguins? There's too many penguins. One is more than enough. All right, Sam. Uh, I defer. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Strack at J Strack 1. I already have stones. Is it time to double up on city defenders and would you transfer Robo out for Diaz Cancelo? Thanks. So I think we said double city defense seems the right thing to do. Uh, I think I thought Villa had chances today, but Villa have been playing well. And mm. if McGinn took a took a ten seconds more or if Ferrari could hit or Watkins actually finds the goal, they could have got a goal today. But looking at their fixtures moving forward and the way they play in, I do think double city defense is the right way. I can't I bring myself to getting rid of Foden though. I've had Foden out for a few weeks, and he's brought me he's brought me great luck, and I I just can't bring myself to to sell him as much as it does uh, make sense. Yeah, I, I just don't know if I would sell Robo for one of them. Mm. I think he could easily have the three. What do you think, uh, PJ? With Stones at four points. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't get rid of Robo. I personally would. I'm not going to be doubling up on them. Um, but I could. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk anyone out of doing that. For the record, I think it's a really solid move. But I've I've got Robbo and I think it's too much money for me to have Robbo and Cancelo and then Diaz or Stones. I, I would I would rather have Stones you know, is four point eight. I mean, not anymore. Right now. He's, um, he's and I've got Colin Dallas in those spots. So uh, you know, for, I Stones I was four point nine. I thought before the game we and started, they, it, and then he's about whether I whether I downgrade Trent for a Man City defender. That is a very mm. That is a possibility. If you have a space, but you'll have to get rid of Foden, won't you? No, because I've only got I've already got Foden and Cancelo. Oh, that's right, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I got rid of uh, KDB for the uh, double game. Aren't week. you the clever bugger, huh? Yeah, well, well, I wouldn't say that much. Salah's not exactly torn it up yet, has he? Yeah. But um, but you have Man Bruno City, well, West yeah. Brom, Sheffield United, Burnley. Yeah, very good three next mm. week. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, might do that actually. Might do that. Probably wouldn't be the worst move in the world. Yeah. No, and yeah, he was 4.8, now 5.1, still cheap. It's not that expensive. For example, if you have a Cresswell, 5.3, now West Ham are done with the doubles, you can switch to, to Stones if you really wanted to. Um, uh, FBR underscore Simon, 432. Loving the pod, guys. Thank you. Appreciate that. Given that Salah has not returned since game week 14 and only got two clean sheets in that time, does it make sense to drop Salah to free up funds for Kane? Sorry, Mars. I don't have a problem, mate, if you want to drop Salah. Uh, we talked a lot about Salah. Would you drop him, yes or no? One of you. Both of you. No? Monkey? Salah? No. No. There we go. That's three no's. 
Um, because if we, we, you know, we know he'll turn. We've seen this already this season. Exactly. We know, you know, KDB didn't return for a few weeks. There's a, Sal, I don't think Salah's, Salah's not playing badly per se. Firmino's playing poorly. He's not, he's not missing chances left, right, and centre. It's just it's the whole system of Liverpool that is currently kind of like not really working at the moment. So as I've said, that 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 worries me less than one player when I'm watching them just in a horrendous bit of form, because that will click back, and it only needs to click back in one game, uh, and, and they'll be fine. Yeah, again. but I don't, want tomorrow, seven, I don't want another game where we win 7-0 and then draw the rest after. I'd rather go 2-0 all the way along. Thank you very much. That's just from a selfish Liverpool fan point of view. Um, FBL Dave, our mate at clubs underscore mug, uh, who's absolutely over the moon right now because he's finally had one good game week. We can't shut him up. Uh, will KDB's ankle and the poor weather forecast for next two weeks affect captain's decision? He called it. Now KDB's bloody injured. Kept going on about it, gave it the energy, and now he's gone. Um, like, obviously, if <clears throat> we don't well, know. Was his injury? I didn't actually see his injury. Was it like a. Gre- it actually, it was a Grealish tackle. I thought it was going to be double whammy. I thought Grealish was going to get a yellow, which means he can't play against Newcastle. And I thought, ooh, KDB, the ankle, it's the same one. It was a tackle. He, I think he came off. It could be precautionary because of having double hit on it. Let's see. They've got a week. I can't see him playing in the cup. They've got a week before the next game. Don't know what's going to happen. Just have to. It's come up with 75% on the FBL thing, but I mean, I've never listened to it or trusted it. So I think, uh, yeah, look, we just have to wait and see. Was anyone going to, uh, I mean, you know, with, with United playing Sheff- United playing Sheffield United next week, I would imagine Bruno was quite high. I know uh, Kane was at West Brom away. So, again, yeah, potentially could switch more to Bruno. I can't see people captaining Salah against Tottenham away. So, those are the normally the, the, the three that you've got. So, we'll see. Now, he, I told him basically that he's banned from that because he kept giving KDB bad energy. So, he came back with another question. Cello keeps Son and Kane. And if so, is James Madison and Jamie Vardy the best replacements? We talked a lot about Son and Kane. The reason Dave asked this question, he's very clever. We just have to tell people he had medicine and he can't shut up about it. And he now he thinks he's the best player of all times. Of course, congratulations, Dave. Well done. Guys, would you, <laughs> for, would you get in the Leicester players? Tell him what you really think, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Dave. I've told him to adopt me before. I love his lifestyle. So, yeah, please. Um, now, Leicester, we touched. We, we haven't really talked a lot about them. They've had a good double game week. They are second in the league. Uh, maybe third now after City, but doing well, definitely involved. Would you... I know Vardy disappointed a lot of people. Madison, I I think he scored three and five or something like that. What what we thinking? Madison, yeah. I mean, I wish I'd got him this game week. I'm very annoyed. Um, obviously, I got Vardy, so I'm not going to trump that useless sack of shits. Steak. Um, uh, well, one person I would mention is, is, is a defender who I've touted from day one of the season and I've not once owned because I've constantly sat here thinking, oh yeah, Pereira will be back any minute. But the best value outfield player in the entire game, James Justin. Yeah. Just the guy, it's not and it's not just like he's a he, he's an amazing player. He's a proper you know, you know when people went on about Lamptey, you know, this guy is like a six foot Lamptey. You know, yeah. he gets forward, he can defend. He's not gonna lose his place all season. Now. No. Thing. No, I can't see but, it happening. You know, I he, think Ricardo will play in front of him. Yeah, he's a superb asset still. I think I think Leicester have got a decent run. Let me look at Leicester. Everton, Leeds, Fulham, Wolves. Not bad, not, not bad. Not bad at all. Fulham, Wolves, yeah. So, yeah, you know, 
I mean, Fulham have been doing well, but not bad. Absolutely, I agree. With you. I had Justin at the beginning, sold him on wild card just because I was, you know, changing my team. Also, there were rumours that what's his name was coming back. I, I don't regret it because the play I, I, I brought Dallas in, and I think he's also done well on other players. But definitely, Justin, if you were going to go talking about bigger the back or focusing on the bigger teams, teams near the top, absolutely. It's, it's, again, I think he's still below five million, so it's still a good, you know, uh, and he's highly owned, and he's he's. He, I, I, I haven't looked at the stats, funnily enough. You know, you'd be surprised if I did. But he does get forward a lot with the eye test. He's involved. He's got a few assists from getting penalties. Uh, he scored a couple. So, definitely not a bad option. Um, so, oh, basically, mate. we say Leicester, definitely a team to look at. They've got some good fixtures coming up. They seem to be informed. The players are definitely playing for uh, for Rogers. If you heard Madison's uh, interview, it was really refreshing. He just looked excited. He looked happy. He looked in a good place. And obviously respects his manager and said, you, you know, you can't, if you don't run, you don't play for Brendan Rodgers. It just came across really well. And I, I do think, look, will they be in the, are they in the title race? Absolutely, because of the position they are in. Will they last? We don't know, but anything can happen. Um, Adrian, at Adrian JP 15 should we all be rushing to buy Antonio after a great double game week? Is this jumping on the points or is this going for a main striker at a club that is doing well and will probably score most of the goals? Is he the Kane of Spurs? Yes, he. No, he is. I, I think at his price, he's um, and his ownership, he's still under the ten percent basically ownership. Um, and you know, even though the fixtures they've they kind of they've uh, Palace, Liverpool, Villa, Fulham, Sheffield United in the next five. Um, Those are fantastic. He loves scoring against Liverpool, by the way. Mm, yeah, no, but but even it, that's what I was saying. Is that's was going to say, and even in tougher fixtures, um, Antonio is always a threat to um, to score, and he is their main man. Um, he expect you expect him to be involved in the same way as you expect Vardy involved. I know that might be a bit yeah. of a sore point with PJ in the pod tonight with with his Vardy ownership. This double. Well, you could have said with, Kane, considering I asked if he was Kane. Or I know. Uh, well, Kane is. <laughs> yeah, but but it's but in terms of um, yeah, in terms of you know being involved in the goals, um, Antonio. Yeah. Is. yeah, he's yeah. We'll talk about it in the transfers, but definitely something that I, somebody I have an eye on. Um, Monkey, you said that you would. Your name is Mickey Mouse. If he played two games in a row, he did. So can I call you Mickey Mouse? Uh, you can. I think I've got a lot, uh, a lot worse than <laughs> coming to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Uh, next one. Um, our friend uh, FBL King at the Fancy King Two. Can we trust all of your answers or could some of them possibly be just a rule to fool your partners or pets? Can I use pandemic as a weapon to win arguments and get my own way? Um, it's a no hidden secret that Kylie on this pod used to lie or not tell the truth about her transfers because her friends, family, uh, were our listening. listeners and, they, <laughs> and she is uh, sim- simply the most competitive person I've ever met. Uh, board games and FBO. And she admits it, and she admits that she goes over the top and she's mad. So um, I'm not going to go in, into it. Into, yes, um, you can trust us on what we said uh, because you can see your, our teams and we are in the same league as you. Um, I don't know if you can trust Monkey, but you can definitely trust, uh, can trust the me. two of us here. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you, you can trust me, but I won't do very well. So just uh, my advice. <laughs> And that's all we have time for. Uh, all the questions. Over to you, Don. 
Excellent stuff, Marzi. Thanks a million for that. Um, let's move on with our game week plans and our captain picks. So um, I know with, with the game week still ongoing, it's kind of difficult to notice, but we don't have a massive turnaround before the next before the next game week begins. So um, we'll come to you first, PJ, on it. Um, you've been looking at your bus team. Um, what are you planning on doing before the deadline? And um, by the way, listeners, it is Tuesday at half four. Um, UK time is the deadline for the next game week. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do much. Um, I, I'm going to keep things as are. I want to roll with transfer. I may, I may do um, Alexander Arnold to uh, um, to Diaz probably of the of the City players to give myself double City defence. Um, barring injuries, that would be the only thing I do. But I, I don't think I will because the thing is, I'm playing at the moment. I've got Alexander Arnold and Robertson against Tottenham uh, away, and I've got Kufal and Dallas both with good fixtures on my bench. So I think I might bench Trent. I'm loathe to do it. I am loathe to do it. But I think you know my, my general rule is if if you if you're having a difficulty about who you should bench, don't make a transfer. So I think it would be kind of counterintuitive to to do that. Um, so I think I'm probably gonna probably gonna just hold it um, and kind of see how I come out the other side uh, fixture. After that, looked good as well. Um, I want to roll it. I've got I've got um, Liverpool against West Ham the week after, and I've got five players from Liverpool and West Ham in my team suddenly. So that's a concern as well. So I think I'm going to roll it. Captain will, as ever, be dictated by minutes in the FA Cup. Currently, it's on Fernandez, but conscious that Man United are playing Liverpool, obviously in the FA Cup. Will we go full strength there? Don't know. I think we'll probably see a mixture. But if Fernandez plays 90 minutes in that game, uh, I'm not going near him for the captaincy. I think he's looked tired of late recently anyway. Um, the trouble is, I look at my team, I don't really have anyone as captain at all. I mean, I mean my team's shambolic. I just, I don't know mm-hmm. what I've done. You know, I've got, <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got an amazing defence and I've got a midfield of Rafina, Bowen, Fernandez, Foden and Salah. So, if I'm not captaining Fernandez or Salah, I've got no one. Um, you know, and Vardy and Bamford up, up front. So I might captain Bamford, to be honest. You know, against Newcastle, who yep. look absolutely shite. You know, so, yeah, it might be the week to do a punt. But it'll probably be on Fernandez. We'll see. We'll see. Do you think? What do you think Liverpool will play that, that, that game week? Obviously, you've got a much less of a turnaround as well. Mix. For I, reckon, a change. I reckon we'll see a mix. It's very hard for them to play a weakened team against Man United. If we if we trounced, um, if we beat no Man United or even beaten United in the league, I think we would have seen possibly a, a lot weaker team. I think with um, no fans, it's definitely easier. But I agree. I think both teams would go with a bit of a mix um, of five or six key players and four or five yeah. squad players. Um, it is a difficult decision, uh, Mersey, for for people like Man City. KDB was my um, he was my captain pick um, coming up. You know, I planned on just playing him against West Brom, but you know, with going off early, it'll all depend on what the injury news is there. But what's your thinking on captaincy for this week and transfer? Yeah, so I've got three options for transfers. Could even take a hit depending on how how things go. I was thinking. Uh, Going three four three and playing uh, Antonio, uh, bringing in Antonio for Brewster, that will give me Suchek and Dallas on the bench in case there is a disaster somewhere with the game. Two players that I can trust to come on. Uh, my three defenders will be two two City and uh, and, uh, and uh, Chris Will, and he will swap with Dallas, for example. 
Uh, the other thing I was thinking is uh, <clears throat> Chris Walter Robbo. So I have City and Liverpool. Uh, and then the third one is if KDB is injured, I'll definitely want one of the City attackers and I'll probably go for Sterling just until KDB is back, just to keep the premiums in there. And I think if KDB is out, Sterling will definitely play. I don't think the two are related, but I just can't see them not having one, one of one or the other not playing uh, because that just weakens the team too much. I could just, if KDB is out for long, more or de- definitely more than one game week, like let's say it comes back and he's uh, strained his ankle, it's four to six weeks, definitely he's out. The, the issue is if it's a doubt and then he misses one game week, I might just bench him, to be honest. Uh, I know it's a lot of money, but it's just one game week and City are going to get a double soon. So I'll just bench him um, and play use Sushik Dallas what, to, f- to fill up. Um, but if he's out for long, I might just go Sterling. Yeah. And my captain at the moment is Fernandez, but as uh, PJ said, it really depends on the FA Cup. Yeah, uh, captain for me is as I said KDB. If he's injured, it might I might just um, might move over to Sterling as you said. But um, transfer wise, I cannot look at uh, Werner in my team for any longer. So um, he's definitely going to be going out for most likely for Antonio. But I have to decide on that as of yet. But um, I just uh, Chelsea in general. But Werner, I don't know what is going on particularly with. Um, with uh, Lampard at Chelsea and and kind of um, leaving him on the bench for two games in a row just didn't. Um, I know he brought him on as substitute. Last week played well in the FA Cup as well, bizarrely. Yeah, I, that's the reason I brought him in. I saw that <laughs> and I thought it was worth a bit of a double game week punt. I thought you know maybe now he's found his form and I might get in right at the um, in the basement level and kind of just and ride that train all the way up. But because he has definitely he's a good player, but um, yeah, no, I, I can't stand looking at that amount of money sitting on my. Sitting there and bringing in two points in a double game week is, um, yeah, he's not going to stay around for long. Um, but yeah, captaincy is definitely the the city. The city fixture looks like the best one to me. Um, and as you said, I can't see. I can see Bruno playing in the FA Cup because he just seems to be playing every single game, um, and he doesn't even seem majorly impressed when Ole brings him off in any game. Even though, as you yeah, said, even PJ, if the ninety came off him in ninety third minute today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the point of that was exactly, but uh, it's like, yeah, I'm giving you your rest now. But um, no, it's it is a, it's going to be an exciting um, exciting end to the double game week, and um, and then we'll kick straight into the next one. And that's all we got time for on tonight's show. We have been Mars, who you can find at Mars zero five, Kylie, who you can find at Kylie FPL, myself, who you can find at the Marble Curse, and of course PJ, who you can find at Hindu Monkey. Make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FPL. Best luck in the coming game week. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.